Yeah, so uh, yeah, Animal Crossing, you must be following the numbers, right? Staggering. Yeah, yeah, and it's Nintendo could not have launched this game at a better time. It's absolutely it's, the timing was ridiculous when when you look at when the lockdown started and when Animal Crossing came out. It's like it was, it almost feels like it was meant to go that way, exactly. Yeah, but, and it's the perfect way to socialize also with people, right? You know, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a good distraction. It gives you problems that you don't have in the right. real world, but they are nice problems, like. <laughs> you know, did I did I did I grab my pears today, and did I go to the shop? Uh-huh. Uh, more than is my family healthy, and are we safe? Like the the pear issue is a much nicer problem to have. Right, right. Um, and because it's such a slow burn game, you get to play it over much longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. So that's that's very yeah. nice too. That's so nice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just a quick intro about you know. Uh, uh, Rami, you know, if you know the word positive ever had a face, this is how it looks like. <laughs> of course, I don't see his face, but you know how, you know, it's probably the most positive guy I personally know, you know, I have a couple of, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of, you know, amazingly positive friends in the game industry. And he's uh, definitely one of them. And uh, he's 50% uh, of Lumbeer, you know, uh, He's like, he's like, you know, uh, co-founded that company and he's the founder of GameDev.World. And uh, then he recently launched GDC Relief Fund and raised around $81,000. Yep. Is that right? Wow, that's amazing. You know, uh, but like one of the questions which I always think, it just blows my mind. How can you even think of all of these things, you know, while working on your games? And, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like just way too much, you know, and that, I think it answer to this itself is going to be, you know, the classroom for positivity. How do you even think of these things, you know? Well, I mean, first of all, uh, I, I do want to apologize that my camera isn't working, uh, but uh, I'm, very, I'm very happy to be here. This, uh, this is a cool, this is a cool uh, initiative. Um, yeah, no, I mean, most of the ideas, most of the, most of the things that I work on come from talking to people. And I've, mm -hmm. I've had the uh, tremendous luck and privilege to have started my my studio with JW, my co-founder, yeah. uh, back in 2010, and we've been fortunate enough to to launch our first like major hit game in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember when I was starting out, it was um, it was impossible for me to go anywhere because we were uh, we were dropouts. We didn't really have money. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I started getting invited to different places on the speaker circuit, right? To, right. to talk about uh, the games we'd make and to talk about how we run our business. Right. And uh, my talks got very popular very quickly. And I know that. <laughs> I, started, I started getting invited to, uh -huh. to all of these places around the world. Um, yep. awesome. But the only people that could pay for, for the flight and the hotel, because I didn't have money, mm -hmm. uh, were the the big events right the, right the the events in like the big countries in the uk and in the us and, right um and but i started getting all these amazing invitations from like uh, you know like uh, uruguay and brazil and india and, and uh, uh, japan and indonesia to like come talk mm -hmm. um but they couldn't afford the flight so when when we had uh when we had our first hit uh, mm -hmm. I basically talked to my co-founder and said, hey, can I take some of that money and start visiting these places that want to have me over, 
but mm-hmm. you can't afford it. What if we just pay for it? Uh, my co-founder, he's a really good, he's a very good human. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we don't disagree about, we don't agree about a lot in day-to-day life. Uh, I think it's, in it's life, always a good thing. That's why we have co-founders, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but at large, about our like ideology towards the world, I think we're very similar. Right. Uh, so he just told me to go 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 travel, go talk to these developers, um, mm-hmm. and I think the thing people always think is when I travel that I teach people, right? That I go there and that I bring knowledge and and and, and tips and like. But the reality is that I learn as much from everybody that I visit that as I teach them, right? Very nice. Wow. So in a lot of cases, uh, ideas I have are just conversations I've had with people uh, late at evening, you know, sitting with a group of people that I've been working with all day and we're having dinner and we're just sitting there and it's like, yeah, it's kind of messed up that most talks are in English. <laughs> you just kind of like, right. can I fix that, right? <laughs> And that's right. usually where my ideas start. It's just somebody, somebody has a problem uh-huh. and I go, is there a way to fix this? And then uh, I think lately, uh, before I would just do, can I fix it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've started to realize that I'm getting older as well. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not at all. Old. No, you're not. I know. I'm not, I'm not old. I'm, 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 I, I, I've been 30 for like a year now. Uh, <laughs> but you know the the travels the traveling that I do is intense, and I I don't think I can keep it up another decade. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to slow down at some point. So my question has become, um, how can how can we as an industry fix this in a way that doesn't require me to be around? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's been a very interesting question. It's also why something like GameDev.World exists, right? How can we right. do an online free virtual games conference that supports eight different languages? Right. Um, really so yeah, that's usually it. It's not it's not yeah. as if I have all these good ideas. It's just when I see a problem that I think I can fix, I I try to fix it. But that's so nice of you because I know like all the big AAA game studios, they are always running after money and, you know, kissing the asses of the investors and all that. And the, you know, the indies usually they, most of them, you know, they keep on struggling to barely survive. Right. And you, you come from pretty much the same world. Right. And still you get, you know, get to meet people and come out with these sort of ideas and stuff like it took me like, like what, 25 years to think probably the, for the first time to do something positive about, you know, because I was one of them who was busy, you know, making money or doing shit, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah. I think we need a balance, right? Like right. that's the important thing. We also need the people that are chasing money because something like Game Dev World, to be really mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. I can't fund it. I don't have the money to fund the Game Dev I World. It. So I, get it. I need those money people mm-hmm. to, to look at it and go like, okay, we don't want to put resources into helping ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can support the people that are doing the effort. So, uh, you know, as long as we have a good balance of people chasing money, people helping community, people being creative, yeah, I think that's yeah. the healthiest way to be. Yeah. If you one of them gets too much power, that's when it becomes a problem. I know. Uh, I know what you're hinting at, but uh, I'm not going to name it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I totally agree. But yeah, this is just, you know, incredible. Every time I see you, like, you're like an activist, you know, uh, literally. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that would be a proper way of saying it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, uh, and I I think I first met you in Germany in Hamburg. 
and yes. casual connect you know we both were like the speakers and you know of course our tracks were different and stuff and that that time itself you know i heard you speaking and it was just mind blowing and after that you met we met in gdc and like we kept on meeting here and there mm-hmm. but it was uh, it was always like you know a pleasure uh, you know Thank trying you. to understand your thought process and everything it just blows my mind to be very very frank you know it's <laughs> like Thank you, you know, So great, you know some some quick icebreaker questions. You know, what's your all-time favorite game? Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I have a lot of favorite games, but um, yeah, it has to game, be one. Yeah, the if you would ask me, what is the game that have the most influence on your life? Mm-hmm. Um, for for like your entire life, it would at the moment it would probably be Destiny. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that, I remember the thing what you did in Destiny. With the help yeah. of Bungie, right? Sorry. Uh, you you actually got you know engaged, right? Uh, in yes, Destiny? my my uh, my my ex-wife proposed yes. to me in Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was really cool. It was really sweet. Yeah. Uh, and she did she did a great job working with the developer. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. But as as a whole, that game is uh-huh. a massive inspiration. It's a it's a It's a masterclass in game feel. The way the movement works, the jumping works, the the combat works wow. is is incredible. Uh, and I really love how much Bungie is willing to experiment with it. Like uh-huh. it could be such an easy game, right? They right. Just, Absolutely, yeah. They keep they could just do the same thing over and over, but they keep experimenting and they keep trying to find better ways to make that game. Uh-huh. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I always know that they're trying. Uh-huh. Um, it's been a massive inspiration. It's been it's been with me for the past what uh, six years. Six years now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and I've played every story beat. Wow. Uh, I play it most evenings of those years. Oh wow. Um, for like even if it's thirty minutes, I just log in and do a little bit of of playing. Um, so yeah, it, it is it is that game for me. You know, the game that you come back to between games. Uh-huh. And then you come back to when you're like a little tired of the day. I just run around. Yeah. I have my Titan. I go punch <laughs> and stuff, and then, uh, then I'm, and then I'm I'm good again. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of games, obviously, that that are inspiring. But mm-hmm. um, Destiny is the the weird one that I always come back to, and I think a part of it is that it's both a very good and a very flawed game. And I've I've realized that <laughs> I have a really big weak spot for flawed games. Right. Like, okay. Because good, good games, you look at them and you can go like, "Oh, this is cool," but you can't really. It's harder to see the process of how right. they got there. Uh-huh. While with with kind of broken games or like flawed games, you can kind of go like, "Oh, they were trying this. That's cool. It didn't <laughs> quite work, but it's cool that they tried." Wow, uh, that's an amazing, amazing answer, man! I didn't expect this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just. It's just fun. I, I love I love slightly broken games. They make me very happy. <laughs> So do you like Big Rigs also? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Big Rigs is so broken that it's kind of hard to find what they were trying to do. But I, I'm happy it exists. Okay. <laughs> so that kind of game you look at it, you go like, mm, "Well, I guess we needed to have a bottom at some point." And found it. Yeah, that that was my question to Justin. You know, uh, Justin <laughs> Berenbaum. Uh, so I was asking him, like, you know, find positive in some of the things. The first question was Ouya. The second was Big Rigs, and the yeah. third was President Donald Trump. You know. Oh wow! Yeah, no, that. <laughs> Read that. It, it gets really hard. Um, <laughs> Ouya is simple. Ouya, Ouya. They tried. I mean, yeah, they tried yeah. poorly, but they tried. Yeah. 
at least it uh, established something new, you know. Uh, yeah. Free games and stuff and all that. I mean, the idea was good, you know. Uh, I, I really wanted it to work. We actually had Super Crate Box launch on the Ouya. Yeah, it, we, it, I think it even came pre-bundled with it. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, it just it, they they just didn't do a good job. They missed every marketing beat. Yeah. Um, the the device wasn't what people were hoping for. Yeah. But I, I you know, it it was it was an important step. I agree. Uh, yeah. So hey, here we are. Yep, absolutely. And can you tell me anything positive about Trump, by the way? I mean, <laughs> the funny, the honestly, the funny thing is, I remember when when he got um, when he got elected. He was talking about building this wall around the country, right. and I'm I'm half Arab, mm-hmm. um, and I just remember the political cartoons in the Arab world were all like, "Yeah, build that wall and keep all the keep all the Americans inside of it." Uh, <laughs> and I remember just grinning at that because the it's it's interesting. Like, if anything, like Trump is a disaster in every possible way. Of course. If anything, it really exposes to a lot of Americans just mm-hmm. how broken a lot of things in the U.S. are. And you can say a lot about the U.S. people, uh-huh. but what you have to admit about the U.S. is it's a country of people that has learned to take care of each other because Ooh. nobody else will. Yeah. yeah. And I think watching the U.S. right now and seeing people protest, you know, his travel ban, seeing people yeah. uh, protest... Um, against the the actions he's taking, seeing people protest against the um, anti uh, equality things that he's doing, uh, mm-hmm. the, it is really ins- they are an inspiring people. I just wish it didn't come at the cost of the people. Yeah, um, yeah. but you know, it, it it remains inspiring to me to see how hard uh, U.S. folks are willing to fight for each other. Yeah, um, yeah. cool. So yeah. So, what other game are you playing other than Animal Crossing and, of course, Destiny? Are you playing any other game right now? I just finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was mm-hmm. very impressed by it. It was a, yes. it was a game that I played as a kid. Yep. Um, Job very well done. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting because making remaking a game is hard. We most of our games that we make are remakes of games that we've made. Yeah. Uh, and usually with like a year or two in between. And right. even if there's just a year between, uh-huh. it's really hard to uh, make a good remake of something that, that takes the original idea, keeps the feel, but still evolves it in a meaningful way. Absolutely. And, uh, Final Fantasy VII just nailed it. You, just, you look at the characters and you see how they're using their new technology to like, achieve things that they couldn't do before. Yeah. Um, the combat system is phenomenal. I've been just oh, yes. very impressed by how that game works. Yeah, I'm playing uh, Mountain Blade, Mountain Blade Two, which just uh-huh. came out on PC. Uh-huh. Um, I I really loved the first Mountain Blade. Uh, yeah. I played it back when I was in university. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this weird risk-like game where you play yeah. uh, the combat in like yeah. these giant fights between uh, between uh, tons of soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you third person control one of them as like the commander. It's just really fun. It's in early access right now, so it's a little wonky. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it is. It is indeed super good. Um, and then beyond that, I'm not 
playing the game, but mm-hmm. I'm watching my mother play Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, wow. Which... Um, That's cool. She, yeah, she started gaming two years ago. Uh, you know, I taught her how to, how to play. Uh-huh. And it took her months to be able to use the dual stick controllers. And there's still things she finds hard. She really hates the inventory system in Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> okay. Um, but she really loves the world and the characters and the story. Right. Uh, she gets she gets really uh, when the main story just sort of like stops for a little. She gets really upset. Story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching my mom play Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a game I've only played once. Okay. Um, yeah. This is so big. So it's big, so yeah. Long. And that's what yeah. I was saying. Within two years, if she's playing Horizon, then it's a big deal by default, right? It's not yeah. an easy feat, right? So. No, no. And she's, I mean, she's playing on the lowest difficulty, but I, I think yeah. that yeah. gives her about the challenge that I got from the normal difficulty. You, you can experience the story and everything, you know. The, yeah, uh, and I think. Like a lot of people go like, oh, but if you put it on easy, you don't experience like the thrill of combat. I can tell you, my mom is having a thrill at combat. It's, <laughs> it's harder for her, you know? If, if I see uh, a glint hawk, you know, one of the flying enemies, uh-huh. I just grab my bow and arrow and hit it. <laughs> right? And my mom yes, really yeah. needs to like take her time, line up the shots. She's getting really good at it, by the way. Oh, it's, wow. It's really impressive. You, sh- but, you should send me one of the video of her playing, and you know, I would definitely like to plug in in this one. You know, she's a, she live streams. So okay. if you if you go to twitch.tv slash mom, okay, FFXV, because the okay. first game she played was Final Fantasy fifteen, right? Uh, you can find her live stream there, and she tweets at mom versus games, mom vs <laughs> games. Wow, um, that's the damn cool man. Damn it cool. was really cool. It, the interesting thing is that tweeting and the live streaming kind of started because um, there was a game that she played uh-huh. that you couldn't share the screen off. Okay. Because before, when she would play, she would just uh, do share play on the PlayStation. Uh-huh. So I could watch it um, okay. if she got stuck. But then she, I think she played Persona 5 and you couldn't share play that at all. Uh-huh. So I started thinking, like, maybe you should just live stream. Mm-hmm. Now she has like a little community of people that watch her and that like give her tips if she's stuck and that just hang out with her every night. Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's not a big community, but it is a community. So now she has her gaming friends and it's wow. it's really lovely. So, so uh, cool. She yeah. always says she got a new world and it just makes me really happy because that's what I feel games are to me, right? They're this yeah. other world that I get to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my mom now gets it. Like, she even apologized. She was playing Persona 5, which was a game with save points. And she came to me and she's like, so Rami, when you were a kid, like what? <laughs> when I would unplug the computer because you wouldn't, you wouldn't stop playing. And you were saying, like, I just need to get to the save point. Did you lose all your progress? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that's how it works. And I'm like, that means a lot to me. And I didn't. I lost a lot of save points that way. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's such such cool stories, man. You're like constantly, you know, surprising me, you know, amazing. Yeah, I mean, my mom is an incredible woman, so it, it, it kind of, that, that story kind of happened. But, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. the humbleness and other thing what you pursued, you know, I'm pretty sure uh, you, you, you got those genes right, you know, I'm pretty thank sure, you. you know. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, any, uh, you know, hidden gem, like any indie game you would like to shout out for, like any, you know. You think I mean, that like 
did not get the dues, you know, probably. There's been a lot in indie games, and I think there's been a lot that is in, in response to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, if you have a desktop and you play on desktop, mm-hmm. um, I, I really want to recommend Desktop Meadow. It's a little bit like Kind Words, but okay. as a cute bird on your, uh, on your desktop that okay. just flies around. It's, you know, it, a lot of people will go like, is that really a game? But I don't care. Like, <laughs> it, it, it is a cool thing made by game right. developers for on your computer. Okay, um, awesome. I am currently messing around with the, um, with this cool little, um, what do you call it? Uh, it's like sort of a level editor plus a game called Levelhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is super good and really fun and just it, it has this cute um, movement and, and systems to it where you can really like make interesting level. You, you could kind of compare it to uh, Super Mario Maker. Okay. Oh, wow. um, so that, that's, been, um, that's been interesting. Great. Uh, I'd love to try it out. Yeah, it's, it's just the kind of game that you play and then go, oh, hey. Hmm, this is good. Um, right. I played this demo called Bright Memory. Okay. Uh, which is um, sort of a hack and slash first person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, really hard to explain. It's made by a single developer. Wow. Okay. Uh, and it looks very good. Uh, it's not very long. It's literally just an early demo, but I've been uh-huh. um, incredibly impressed by it. Well, uh, is it there on Steam or some place? It is on Steam already. Okay. Yeah, it is on Steam. Okay. And then um, I recently did a tweet mm-hmm. uh, where I asked people to post games um, that they're working on. Okay. Uh, and there are a lot of incredible games that people are working on that aren't out yet that I'm now just watching because there's just incredible, there's incredible stuff. People are always making such good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's what I li- like about the indie scene, you know. People are always experimenting, you know. It's yeah, it's always, it's always new stuff. It's always exciting stuff. And it's never just, you know, it's not necessarily the stuff you expect. It's not necessarily the stuff you want. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that's just like, wow, I, yeah. I, I am so excited. Yeah. Um, Gun Jam at the moment, which is uh-huh. just, it's a first-person shooter. Right. Yeah. Set to a rhythm game. Uh-huh. Oh, well, who, comes, okay. who comes up with that? Who, can, <laughs> who has that idea? But then they have that idea, and right. it's just, it's just good. You look at it, and you're like, oh wow, okay, I want to play this. Absolutely, yeah, I would love to play it because I I love music, you know, and I'm pretty sure that you know we can do some amazing stuff with that. I'll I'll check it out, you know. That's a great hint, you know. Yeah. So yeah, because you have the voice, I wanted to use your voice to actually, you know, give shout out to some of the, you know, uh, indies and stuff, you know. So that would really help, you know, whoever uh, you know, watches the video. So great, uh, you know what's happening all around us, right? You know, it's kind of funny, uh, and especially uh, events are getting cancelled and all those things, and you know, uh, uh, AAA games are getting pushed, you know, and uh, indies are probably a little better off because small teams and other things and stuff. So, can you tell me, like, because I know you used to do that number one reason to be in GDC, you know, uh, so now tell me number one reason to be positive during this time. What can make you and, you know, keep you as a game developer, you know, uh, what is the number one reason to be positive about at this moment? 
I mean, I think at the moment, one of the things that we, we get to be excited about is that for, um, for a lot of events, for a lot of, um, for a lot of things that we would normally do online and have restricted access to mm-hmm. based on whether people can afford the flights, whether people can afford the hotels, whether people can get a visa or not. A lot of these things are currently just, just digital, yep. which means that they're accessible to everybody. Right. right. So out of this uh, horrible situation with the, uh, with the coronavirus comes this incredible wave of people willing to share knowledge and not being able to do it through the traditional channels of large, on, uh, large offline events that are uh, sort of exclusionary by default. So yep. we're seeing this sort of like wave of knowledge that's right. accessible to everybody, Absolutely. no matter where you are, um, yep. and no matter how much money you have. And I think, I mean, it obviously can't replace the value of offline events entirely, right. but the fact that knowledge is now open Mm-hmm. or more open than before is incredible and it makes me very excited awesome. um, i hope that when uh, the world goes back to being able to travel and being able to to go to events that we keep this yeah that's what i was thinking because games beat happened you know just got done yesterday right you know uh, yeah. dean's uh, uh, thing right so uh, yeah. I was like, you know, because uh, I think he clogged way more than what he used to do in the physical event. You know, uh, the, the number of viewers and all those things, you know, staggering. He had yeah. the Slack, Slack also, you know, uh, tons of data, you know, uh, thing was coming over there. And like, it was uh, the viewership, I would say was like around like, I don't know, I can't quote, you know, so, but it was staggering compared to the physical event. You know, it's reaching out to everyone now. Yeah. You know, so do you think that it should become, and since you did the game dev that world, right? You know, uh, the world was not even thinking about such things, right? So do you yeah. think it should become a norm or sort of, you know, like a parallel thing forever? Like, like, like I remember GDC world, you know, it takes like around four to six months, you know, finally when the things go there and at the same yeah. time, not accessible to all. Right, uh, you need to be probably the all access pass, or I forgot yep. the kind of passes and stuff. So it was still, you know, uh, like a kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, locker kind of thing in your house or somewhere, you know, hidden. So, yep. so do you think that it should become a norm? Do you think that this will uh, be the new reality and everybody would, you know, uh, uh, so what do you think about it? I think so. I, I mean, I hope so. Right. I mean, it's obviously a new way of reaching people. And I don't think it diminishes the value of offline events. Like my pitch with GameDev.World to other events has always been, we're not competing with you. Complimenting them. Yeah, we're complimenting them. Uh, We're making uh, information that wasn't available before. Right. And we're making that available to everybody. Right. uh, Regardless of what language they speak. Right. Um, You know, for the languages we support anyway. Um, and I think digital events are not quite there yet. Most of them are just putting the talks online, which is right. already for. I guess now the next step is how do we make sure that that you know crosses language boundaries. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think for me, what's interesting about events like this is is just that we have now shown that it's possible. Right. That's true. There's there's no way to say oh we couldn't do it online because it would it would be bad for our event or we shouldn't do it online. We shouldn't be open about our, no, you should be open about your content. Right. If you're open about your content, if you're open about knowledge sharing, nobody goes, honestly, 
I know very few people that go to GDC because they want to listen to talks. <laughs> like people go there to talk to each other, to have yes. meetings. That, 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 that's, that's the sole reason I go for. That's almost everybody, right? There's a few yeah, people yeah. that go like, oh, I really want to see this talk or right, I would love right. to see this person speak. And it's usually just like a hero of theirs or a topic that they're very interested in. Mm -hmm. But most people go to like three or four talks. Right, yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of it. And then beyond that, they're running around the conference and just doing their thing. Right. Uh, and I think making it seem like the talks are only valuable if they are visible to a few people is ridiculous. Right, absolutely. But that's how they've been selling these events. Yeah. So I hope that this year shows everybody, both yeah. the organizers and the attendees, that that's nonsense. Right. And that it would be much better to just make those stocks available to everybody, use them as marketing for your event. Like look at the high quality people that we have here. Sure. Yeah. And then sell, basically sell access to people, which is what the events are really doing. Uh -huh. uh, because I go to GDC to run into people like you and to yeah. hang out and to Absolutely. Like hang out and yeah. uh, do deals and, and talk business. So um, right. that's, that's what they're selling. That's something that online events can never do. Right. Right. So that's the value. And I hope that in the future we get to keep the digital part uh, digital. Absolutely. And accessible to everyone. Yep. Yeah. That's so very interesting. So uh, since we are talking about the positive again, you know, uh, so a lot of things are fairly visible. Like, you know, we know because of this Corona, you know, uh, there's less pollution and especially in India, you know, we talk about pollution all the time. You know, uh, then there is the, uh, digital events are taking over another thing. And I know how, you know, ultra positive you are, you know, from all your stuff. So can you, you know, figure out something, you know, something positive which happened during this time, which probably common people like ourselves, you know, could not probably see that, you know, we failed to see, you know, anything which uh, is, you know, we're missing I mean, out. It, it, it's interesting because this is one of those situations where, um, there, there really isn't much difference between what people see in the world right now. I mean, I guess like people that are good at, uh, at, at disease research will probably see tons of interesting systems mm -hmm. uh, and responses right now. Um, I mean, the, the things that make, me, that make me grin at the moment that are related to the games industry is obviously for now there's a little uptick in mm -hmm. in um, people's revenue because a lot Consum of consumption and everything yeah yeah but we're i know that at the other end of this we're probably going to take a blow because people will have less money and yeah. if they're going to be in financial trouble there's going to be a recession games aren't great in recessions yeah um so that makes me great i it really made me laugh that it turns out that environment artists are just right you know, when they make a post-apocalyptic game and they put all the graffiti on the wall with like, stay inside and like stuff like that. That's just right. That's just out there. I can walk outside and see those things. And it's like, oh, they were right. How about that? Um, that was kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Um, and you have been talking about inclusivity forever, right? Yeah. So, uh, and it, again, you know, I think the current time shows that we are like, all of us are like together in this. Like, no, we're not fighting probably this is not like country to country kind of fight anymore right so yeah that's interesting i mean i think i think one of the one of the nice things is is it's it's sort of an equalizer and it's not entirely an equalizer like we still have to acknowledge that the elderly the sick the disabled mm -hmm. um 
that the people that are more vulnerable, the poor, yeah. uh, that they are disproportionately affected by right. COVID. Like, right. If anything, this whole situation has made it abundantly clear that we as game developers are pretty privileged people, even if many of us are, um, you know, in other ways, absolutely not privileged. Right. Whether we are poor or, or uh, non-white or don't speak English well or, um, uh, you know, women or whatever, like there's tons of, of, of vectors to, to not have privilege in the games industry. But the fact that we can do our job behind a computer from mm. home without ever having to go outside while well, there are people that have to go outside right. uh, yeah. and like stock our supermarkets. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, the term essential worker right. is a very good phrase. Yeah. I love that that word exists now and I love who we've attached it to. Now mm. we just need to pay them like they're essential workers. Because yeah. <laughs> um, we're still paying the people that sit behind their desk uh, <laughs> more at home than yeah. the people that have to go outside and deal with this disease every day. So every single day, yeah. Yeah, I mean it like I said, this 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 whole situation is exposing a lot of reality to a lot of people that would have otherwise never looked at it or thought of it. Mm -hmm. Um for a lot of us in games, I think these systems are sort of evident. Like we right. can see them because we're systemic thinkers, a lot of us. We look right. at things and we're like, how does it work? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think for a lot of us, this was clear that this yeah. is how the world worked. I right. think this made it clear to a lot of other people, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, uh, like we talked about earlier, I think a lot of this makes online mm -hmm. an equalizer. Yeah. Um, and that's a positive, and I, I just hope we keep that up. I really yep. hope. We keep that up. Yeah. I hope this Keeping is the fingers crossed. Yeah, that it isn't a temporary thing, and as soon as things go back to well back as, as soon as things go forward to a new normal uh -huh. um, that the new normal will include this digital accessibility that'd be huge yeah that would be really very really cool so uh have you done something for the first time during this lockdown which you never did before in your life other than not traveling and you know <laughs> of course and all this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not traveling is a big one for me. I, I know. I, honestly, I checked and I haven't been in one country this long since 2011. Oh, yeah. Wow. Which is very really long. Yes, that's a quite um, long time. I mean, the, the, the main thing, obviously, I'm, I'm doing um, uh, Iftar and Suhoor and Animal Crossing. That's been big. Mm -hmm. um, that's been really interesting. I mean, I've, I've always done Ramadan because I'm a Muslim and I'm fasting. Yeah. I've always done Ramadan. Yeah. on the on the road with with different people some of them sometimes i'd be in muslim countries sometimes i'd be in non-muslim countries right uh, but it was always with groups and this is the first time ever mm -hmm. i've had to do ramadan all alone like first it was a family thing right uh, then i would have a partner that would live with me uh yeah. then i would be traveling yeah. um so I, i've i've never been alone for ramadan this is uh -huh. the first year that, that has ever happened Okay. Um, and right now I'm, um, I'm trying to find ways to make it not feel alone. Yeah. So yeah, it's so good that we're talking and I'm pretty sure how you're having enough fun in Animal Crossing and you know, of course you are, you know, I know that, you know, virtual fun, but fun, fun it is. Yeah, of course it is amazing. What a strange game. I, I love it very much, but it is really weird when you... When you try to explain it to people, they just look at you and they're like, "Yeah, it's like." So you have a new calendar. You have an additional calendar to your real world calendar, 
and then you go gamble in the stock market with turnips <laughs> and then there's this raccoon tanuki kind of guy yeah that you have like a two million money debt to <laughs> and you solve it by doing chores on the island and cleaning weeds and yeah. sticks yeah. Like, yeah it's very relaxing and they're like what what is wrong with you yeah you're you're definitely high I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are and, you doing? But when you play it, it's just very true. I think a lot of it is just because things work the way they feel they should work. Yeah. yeah. Like not, not, to, not to make it a very like sad conversation, but the way debt works in Animal Crossing is great. Yep. You just have the debt. Yeah. But it doesn't affect you. You can still do whatever you want. Uh-huh. You, you're still free. You still keep your house. Um, you just pay it off whenever you want and you can't Absolutely. progress that thing. You can't further upgrade your house, but you right. could get rich. You could like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You could participate in like the stock, the stock market. You can like <laughs> sell fruits on other people's Island. And yeah. then whenever you feel like you have enough to pay off your debt, you pay off your debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of fascinating that I think animal crossing is sort of an, idealized version of how a lot of things probably should work but no yeah, exactly you know when people ask me i always say that it's a simulation game and then i explain them and they say like is it really simulation because i don't <laughs> think real life works like that i said it's deeper yeah. you got to understand it you got to play this to understand the deeper yeah. meaning of this you know it's an interesting game i i'm, I'm really enjoying it and i'm glad it's here i'm honestly yeah. glad it's here yeah cool uh so last two questions you know so uh, are we living in a game? Do you think that we are living in a game? Um, I mean, I, I've, I've thought about that question before. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think my response is actually kind of a boring one. It is, would it matter? It, it will. Just is, go on. Is, is, there, is there a difference, right? If, if we are living in a game, yeah. but our lives feel real to us, and uh-huh. the things we do in this game feel meaningful to us, Wow. Okay. You know, when, when you play a video game, yes. when you play World of Warcraft, when you play Destiny, when you play games with friends, uh-huh. does it matter that the, conver- the conversations you're having aren't technically <laughs> like real conversations and that the worlds you're in aren't real? Because I have memories in Destiny. Right. right? I have right. boss fights that right. I barely made. I have uh, moments, I have Metal Gear Solid where I realized what the story was happening, what the plot to the twists were going to be. I have all these memories in video games that aren't real, but they're real to me because I played them and I lived them, right? So if life is a game, Mm -hmm. if we're all a big simulation, but we all believe that everything we do is real and everything believe is meaningful, then there is not really a difference between just being a, a, a real life or a simulated life. The only moment it would become a difference is if we can actually prove that mm-hmm. it is a game. If we, could prove that it, if we can prove that it was a game, then yeah, we would start to like, reality would start to shift because we would be aware of that. Yes. As long as it's just sort of like a theoretical discussion, what if this was a game? Uh-huh. Do you we're having this conversation? I believe we're having this conversation. Yeah. So this conversation is real. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's actually a pretty deep answer. You can't say it's bland or it's like, you know, uh, it's amazing, you know. I, I probably, you know, uh, it makes me think, you know, about it now from a different angle altogether. Uh, it's brilliant. 
so uh, again you know so we know ramadan is going on you know you know this is the best time for you know spiritual reflection and self improvement and all you know is there a message you would you like to pass it to all the people who are you know like because it's even more relevant now you know when because the whole humbleness and other thing you know uh, is uh, the solidarity part and stuff I mean, much- think, <laughs> i think you touched on it earlier but it is it is, like if there's anything that the whole situation right now this this horrible um this, this horrible situation is is showing us is that we're all people mm-hmm. and that we're all together and that these borders don't mean much that these these differences between people don't do much that we're all just people we all breathe the same air we all you know we all wake up to the same sun we all go to bed under the same moon right we all breathe the same air we all are vulnerable to the same viruses um and not, i don't think i've ever seen anything do that to this degree where mm-hmm. people are overthrowing thousands of years of traditions um yep exactly. where people you know like mecca being closed synagogues yes. closed yeah. Yeah. um churches suspended uh right. the borders in europe closed uh, you know like inter inter international travel closed the airline industry gone right. uh, or or paused um like so much has changed for this mm-hmm. and it has changed because it'll keep us safe right yep yep um despite money despite um despite anything honestly mm-hmm. um we are now being the world we live in is a world in which we want to minimize damage to people and i think uh that is extremely special there was this xkcd mm-hmm. this um i don't know if you know the comic um oh, of course oh no, of course xkcd yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 2287 uh-huh. was called pathogen resistance and it was basically um it was this comic where three viruses were talking to each other about how they worked so hard to evolve uh-huh. and um and adjust and like uh find a way to attack people uh-huh. um and then that we are now um that that we are now shifting our behavior our brain mm-hmm. not our body mm-hmm. that we're not our body hasn't adjusted to beat them but because our body hasn't we're mm-hmm. our brains are now doing it mm-hmm. and that um and that humanity just seems determined to protect each other and that we have a lot of pasta right. and i think that comic really drove home to me mm-hmm. uh surprisingly it was a comic that drove home to me how much the world right now is acting on money is is great but right. our health is more important like sure. humanity is more important right and there's cynical people and there's people that are being awful through this and there's people still trying to make as much money as possible but if you look at humanity as a whole mm-hmm. the majority of us is just being careful not because it benefits us but because it benefits us right right, right. As, as a species as a people absolutely um, and that that to me is incredible and it honestly that to me is surprisingly also the spirit of ramadan mm-hmm. it's yeah. community right it's about giving to the poor it's about being together it's about realizing that despite uh 
um, our differences, despite us looking different, being wealthy, being poor, being whatever, we're, uh -huh. still, eat we're still sitting down at right. a meal together, eating the same food, drinking the same drinks. Right. Um, so that, uh, for me, it's, it ends up feeling a bit um, like there's a lesson for us to learn here. Right. Right. And that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean the virus is good. It doesn't right. mean the virus is positive, and it That's doesn't good. mean that we should be thankful for the situation. Yeah, yeah I agree. In our response, in the right. way we respond, right? Like, the, in the way humanity is acting, mm -hmm. there's a lesson for us that I hope we, we keep in mind uh, in the future. Absolutely incredible, Rami. Uh, it's just like, you know, uh, I'm like absolutely honored and, you know, uh, because this is not the level of conversation I thought it would be because it was not just insightful, informative. It was spiritually amazing as well. And mm -hmm. I just thank you for your time because it actually made my day, you know. And tomorrow is my birthday, by the way, you know. And Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. And it's really a great gift, you know. Uh, it's just so incredible to, you know, uh, finally speak to you on this thing, you know. You're, uh, you're just amazing, man. You know, stay that way. You know. Thank you so much for facilitating this conversation, man. It was a super good chat. Uh, yeah. Thank you for all the great questions. I had a, I had a great time as well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, man. And uh, have fun, you know, and, you know, uh, stay blessed. Stay safe. Thank you very much, Ami. And uh, hope to meet you very soon, you know. Yeah. Would love to. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you.